Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story all about holding their kids' education hostage. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, entitled parent wants to hit my face because I crushed her three-year-old child. Backstory, my school organized a trip to an Alzheimer's center to help us better understand the subject. To reach this center, we used a bus as it wasn't really close to the school. I don't really know what to type here because there's not much to say. The bus was full and some of my classmates were seated while I was standing. Beside me was Entitled Parent and her three-year-old child. We had to get off and so did Entitled Parent and her child. I was in front of the Entitled Parent, heading to the doors to disembark. Suddenly, I heard something hitting my leg and then I felt Entitled Parent pushing me, screaming, Let me pass! Let me pass! I said quietly, What the heck are you doing? I sometimes think and say what I think. She turned to me and started yelling, I heard you, and kept yelling at me about the fact that she heard me. We got off the bus and now, Entitled Parent said, You people, I'm a Gen Z, don't have any respect towards children. You pushed my child and swore at me. I was so confused. I said, I didn't push anyone. This is a misunderstanding. She said, you pushed my three-year-old child. You're so lucky I'm not your mother. Otherwise, I would have hit you with my hand in your face. This alerted the two teachers. Teacher one said, what's happening here? The parent said, he pushed my child and he insulted me. The second teacher said, what's your name? I told teacher two my name. Teacher one said, apologize to her. The parent said, no, I'm going to the police and reporting you for harassment. The child is clearly embarrassed. I said, I didn't harass anyone and I'm not giving you my name. I'm sorry, but you need to calm down. Teacher one said, apologize. What did I just do? The parent says, I'm reporting you to the police. Give me your full name and date of birth. I didn't say anything. This made Entitled Parent even more mad and she got tired of the fact that the teachers don't believe her. The Entitled Parent said, you're lucky I'm letting this pass. Otherwise, I would have smacked your face and reported you to the police. She then goes away with her child. After story, after Entitled Parent leaves, my classmates tell the truth. Teacher 1 and 2 tell me that I shouldn't have pushed her child. I stop them immediately and tell them the truth. Teacher 2 goes back to her class and Teacher 1 says he wasn't thinking of taking any action against me in this situation. At 7pm I receive a communication that the teacher wants to talk to my parents and that he's issued me a note. In the Italian school system, it's common to receive a note for misbehavior. I'll update this after my parents talk to Teacher 1 and tell me what happened. God, if there's anything I don't miss from being a kid in the school system, it's these situations where somebody else does something or makes some outlandish claim, and for some reason the teachers will just totally eat it up and latch onto it and you're a total jerk and how dare you. God forbid you don't even do anything wrong and you get written up or get a referral or whatnot. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is my egg donor called asking for money. I posted a little while ago about my upbringing and the abuse I suffered. However, there is a continuation. Last week, I bought a new-to-me truck, a 1996 GMC Jimmy, body and interior in good shape, but it has a blown head gasket. In total, I gave $600 for the truck. I bring this up to bring up the phone call. 
I posted it on Facebook, and of course her minions, my half-brothers, saw it, and I never disclosed how much I paid for it or if it runs or not. That brings up the egg donor. She called me. So I heard you bought a new vehicle. I said, yep, not any of your business though. You lost that right the day I was born. She said, you ungrateful little brat, proceeds to heave coughing violently. If I didn't need you, I wouldn't call you. Wow, you're not even trying to hide the Cruella DeVille attitude. Times have changed, and that cough sounds terrible. Several insults later that at a young age I would have clenched and bent to her every word, being the good submissive child she wanted me to be. Basically, she has liver cancer and can't afford the procedure, and she thinks that I make enough to cover it, since of course I bought a new truck. Maniacal joker laughter ensues coming from me. Oh, the irony. She says, why are you laughing? This is serious. Do you want your dear mother to die? Fully embracing the mayhem, I couldn't stop my mouth from saying it. Lady, you're not my mother for starters. I may have popped out of you, but seriously? You should have swallowed me. Second, no, I don't want you to die, but chemo will be heck and you'll suffer worse than what you put me through, which is exactly what I want. Then when you die and are buried, I'll only take one trip out there to pee on your grave. If you really want me to help, Maybe you should pay back 18 years of child support to my dad you've wrongfully kept and used to raise your true kids. Plus, pay me the $1,103,760 plus interest for damages done to me. The last part was recommended by one of you awesome Redditors if she ever contacted me again after 10 years. That's $20 an hour for 18 years. She would then get quiet, so I hung up only saying, think about it. The outcome would be consistent berating from all of them, her husband, my so-called brothers, her husband's family, all of them. I blocked them all and continued to hide in my lair, laughing maniacally. Cause after all, karma is a bench. Sorry for an even longer story, but this was too good not to post. Again, I may post a lot of the larger incidents she did in the past, but for now, thank you again for reading. Honestly, for all the people out there that are too afraid to just say the truth like this to their abusive parents, it's awesome to see OP just go full, unabashed honestness. Our next story is, she planned her 10-year-old's birthday party in the middle of a California wildfire. For those who aren't in a wildfire region, usually what happens is most people quarantine inside their homes, wear a mask if they have to go outside, or leave the region if they can until the smoke goes away. School gets cancelled, and some employees work from home. If you put a filter on a window, the filter turns black. Ashes fly around like snow, and it's really annoying if they get in your eye. There were wildfires around Northern California, and the area looked like foggy San Francisco. This region wasn't evacuated, but it was close enough that tourism slowed down, air quality was toxic, and there were ashes everywhere. I had only been with my then-boyfriend for a couple months, and we visited his family on a couple weekends. His mom called and invited us to his 10-year-old sister's birthday party during one of these wildfires, and only one non-family member showed up. We were invited because he was family and to compensate for the lack of guests. She didn't want to plan it for the weekend before or after, it had to be that weekend. Even if the party took place indoors, most parents don't want their kids going to a birthday party in that air quality, or they may not even be in town. I'm not sure if her friend's parents found out she let them use the outdoor jacuzzi, even if it Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, 
edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It was for 15 minutes. I would be ticked if I found out my kids were using a jacuzzi outdoors when there are ashes flying around. Later, I asked my boyfriend why she would plan a birthday party in the middle of a wildfire and he explained that they moved a few years before from a rural country where wildfires were so common in the summer, most people went on with everyday life as normal. But we both agreed that while it may have been normal then, she hasn't realized most places are different. And we don't think his sister realizes this is why only one person went. She might think everybody else didn't want to go or flaked. His mom made a Facebook post about the party and mentioned how his sister feels down every year but still makes the best of it. Because they plan her birthday every year whenever they want regardless of what's happening around them. Her birthday would have been a lot more fun if it had been planned on another weekend, whether it's a week before, after, or even a month later. But the entitlement to a single weekend is the reason this happens every year. I didn't realize how serious the air quality was until we moved to this area, and despite working indoors most of the day, the time I spent outside commuting made me sick. I worked in a restaurant, and because I worked with the public, I could see everybody around me getting sick and coughing. I moved from a place that also had wildfires but didn't spend enough time outside to know how bad it was, and the smoke wasn't as heavy. This is why I agreed to go. Boyfriend and I agreed that it was a bad idea to go, and we wouldn't do it again, but at that time, he was going through some things and visiting family was a way to escape. Things were good back then with what would have been my mother-in-law, but this is one of the first red flags I saw. Today I'm no contact, and my now fiancé barely talks to her. Well, I'm just glad for OP's sake that their fiancé is somebody that can understand the entitlement going on here. I feel like there's so many stories of people in relationships with partners who either cannot stand up to their entitled parents or fail to see how their parents are entitled. That said, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to somebody else's birthday party when there's smoldering ash falling out of the sky. You are definitely madly entitled if you judge people for not disregarding that. Our next story is, I feel trapped. I, 26-year-old female, moved back home shortly after COVID started. My parents had just gotten back together, and it was a good choice for me at the time because I wasn't in the best spot mentally. My mom and I hadn't had the greatest relationship. I moved out with my dad when they got divorced when I was 18. Flash forward years later, I'm pretty close with my mom and when my parents split up for a second time, I moved to a new house with my mom and siblings and cut off contact with my dad. Found out a lot of not so great stuff about him. My parents have always had a huge focus on money. We weren't rich growing up, but also weren't poor but main things I remember from my childhood are all focused around money and being able to afford things. 
My mom has a good job, as do I. I'm self-sufficient, working 60 plus hours a week, paying for everything I own, and paying her a good amount in rent each month, as well as helping out around the house with groceries and other supplies. My mom is constantly talking about how she can't afford things with me, and it's putting me in such an uncomfortable position. She makes six figures but cries to me that she has no money in her bank account. I've loaned her money on several occasions for her taxes, and my 19-year-old sister even gave her half the money for the down payment on our house. I feel trapped here. I've wanted to move out for months now due to some tough situations with my brother who also lives here. Borderline physical and mental abuse, but not something I'm ready to go into at the moment. But I feel so guilty for leaving and knowing my mom won't have the money from me monthly. Part of me doesn't feel bad because since we've lived here, she's purchased a new car, remodeled the kitchen, new fence, etc. But anytime I've hinted at looking at places to live, she'll drop subtle hints about how she can barely afford to live here. I don't know if this is the right subreddit for this, but I needed to vent. Should I feel bad? She's talked about moving soon and should I just stay so she can afford to live here until she moves? 100% it's not worth sacrificing your happiness over this. I think it's clearly for the best for OP for themselves to move out. I don't think OP's obligated to make all these sacrifices. Our next story is, brought my mother with me on vacation, regretting everything. I, 23 year old female, was planning a vacation to the USA to see family. I'd done this trip by myself once before in June, and my mother had expressed disappointment she couldn't go. The two weeks I went for were bliss. For context, my mother has clinical depression. That's fine. That's one thing and I've always known a lot of her behaviors are not her own fault. They're symptoms of her illness. But she relies on me for everything. If something has gone wrong, which it always has in her eyes, I have to fix it. She runs to me like a child to have me emotionally validate her. If I try to point out she's being unreasonable, she snaps at me. She threatens me, makes me do things for her, holds things over my head while perpetually guilt tripping me if I dare do anything she doesn't like. She's incredibly lonely, I know that, but I've been her emotional crutch and support system since I was a young teen and I can't do this anymore. She really wanted to go on this trip and essentially brought up every day if we were going to book her ticket. I decided that, fine. Let's do it, and family would probably occupy her enough to give me the space and time I need from her. I live with her due to a tight financial situation, saving up for med school, etc. I paid for her $800 ticket. Money I won't see back. I work in a nursing home, night shifts, and I'm burning the candle from both ends. I'm tired. She's complained since the moment we got here. She seems to expect large, grand gestures from family, showing how much they miss her and when she doesn't get that, she's angry. Last night, she told me to go freak myself. She makes digs in front of the entire family, skewing me to be lazy as if the last few years haven't been heck after I got CFS. I already said to a cousin I might just leave early. She doesn't have any money with her to spend, and the stress of keeping up with her emotional needs and financial is too much. I came for a break, not more caregiving. My family doesn't know as she's an expert manipulator. I just can't wait to move out. I'm done. Definitely the thing here is for OP to move out. I mean, the last thing you want is to feel like you've lived your entire life for somebody else or as some great tool for somebody else and not really being your own person. Our next story is, would I be the jerk to cut off my mother for not including me when she invites my son? I, 27-year-old female, have a son, 8-year-old male. For context, my parents split when I was in my early teens because she cheated and my mom, 70, only ever came around when she had to as per the custody agreement. But when I was 18, I got pregnant and she knew the father wasn't interested in being involved. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But ever since my mother, Agnes, kind of came back around and jumped into the mother-slash-grandmother role and I thought she actually cared about me, it was while pregnancy and I was obviously vulnerable and I thought she cared about my son, she was buying me any cravings, giving advice, etc. We spent all our time together when she wasn't working. However, when I went into labor, she told me to ask my sister, Karen42, to come and assist me. After showing up and being super enthusiastic, she asks me, Hey, is it okay if I change his name? I don't like the name Dean. Obviously taken aback, I ask what she meant. She informed me that our mother told her that she was my birth partner because she would convince me to give my son to her. I let her know in no way, shape, or form was that happening as I was 18, about to turn 19, and as a legal adult she would have no say on the matter. It was all dropped and has never been a topic, but it's just to give an idea of what kind of person my mother is and the sister. This honestly has continued over the years and I can give stories if anyone is interested, but even after that, both have undermined me for years non-stop wherever I'm not present. But especially when I'm not. The story with the birth is a longer story, but this was just context for how my mother doesn't care about what I want. My current issue is my mother messaged my father, 71, I live with him and pay rent as it's easier due to being a single mom, about a week ago to ask if he can bring my son to a cousin's house, 58, because she was going to be there and wanted to see him. I had no issue but questioned why I wasn't the one asked and brushed it off to, well I don't drive so it wasn't exactly up to me if we can go. Come to find out it was a family Christmas party. And when I asked why I wasn't invited, or asked first about if my son can go, my mother then went into a 10 minute rant about how her dog was hurt and she didn't think straight to ask me. This is all around bizarre and would very quickly make me not trust any of them. I mean, they should be communicating to you regardless. This next story is, my mom went berserk. I was just sleeping at 12.01am. She woke me up and said to cut the cake for the guests, and to put away the lasagna she made. She said that I'd been sleeping all day, which is not true. In fact, I timed her. She waited less than 15 minutes in between tasks, until 6pm, and continually to hassle me later. Well anyways, I got tired around 11 o'clock and went to sleep. Just a few minutes later, there she goes waking me up. She also has two men over who I'll call John and Dave. They were both on my side. My dad's picking me up soon, separate houses. This is normal, but lots of friends and my dad tell me otherwise. I locked myself in my room after she hit me and spit in my eyes. She's on the phone with police as I'm typing. My question is, why is OP having to be subjected to this parent? OP's father should just have them 100% of the time, that's ridiculous. Our next story is, my family hates my partner. My family hates my partner of three years. Background, I, 26-year-old female, and my partner, 33-year-old male, both have autism and ADHD. This causes us to do things that come off rude, but we both take great care to communicate our intentions as clearly as possible if we're perceived that way. We both have SA trauma, and I was homeschooled. I got with my partner in mid-2020, and we moved in together after three months. 
Granted, that's really early, but I think the doomsday feelings surrounding the time period may have influenced things a little bit. Regardless, we've been together for three years and have constantly shown up for each other through our struggles and accomplishments. Our age gap is significant, but I've dated a lot older and my rule was my final partner had to be born in the same decade as me and he made the cutoff. We have not had any of the typical age gap issues you see posted on here at all. He is loving and attentive even when his neurodivergence gets in the way. He makes me laugh every day and we don't fight about money or have jealousy issues. My partner also has a kid from a previous marriage and they're separated, but we both put in the effort to be good co-parents and there's no animosity from the ex-wife to me at all. His child even refers to me as his stepmom and is just as attached to me as if I was his real mom. We all do our part to raise the wonderful kid whom I love dearly. However, my family sees his ex-relationship and some other past financial hang-ups as bad for me or man-childish. I've been repeatedly taunted by siblings about being cut out of the will or estate and have had my partner insulted at or excluded from just family gatherings. A lot of the time, the insults are really surface-based about his appearance or interests. But when I confront them, they'll double down and bring up his financial flaws even though that wasn't the topic. I think my family is just projecting as I'm the eldest child and have been the caretaker and most relied upon member since I was very little, and they're just upset someone else is getting my attention. My view is that I'm living a very average life for someone on the lower income side, just trying to validate my experience. To be honest, having all of these people treat OP the way they're treating them, I wouldn't even consider them family. You don't treat family like that, disability or not that way. Our next story is, my grandfather, male 48, took away my male 18 switch. Background context, we had a switch, it blue screened, it was a family switch. I asked him for three months to fix it or get a new one. Every time he denied, so I bought my own on eBay. Okay, I was playing a game with my friend in my room. The day after that, he took away my switch. Haven't been able to get it back yet and he keeps making excuses. He hid it for a week. I recently had an argument with him that it's my switch and not his. He blew up in my face and told me I don't own anything and that if I really wanted to, I should sue him. The switch has to stay in my sister's room and I can't play it. I know I could just buy another, but my progress is on that switch. Along with a lot of games, every game I bought, he only paid for Mario Kart, which came bundled with the original switch. Any game that's digital, I can't get back. I can't get back so many hours in games. 250 in Smash and 300 in Breath of the Wild? I really don't want to sue my grandmother's boyfriend. It's a stupid thing and wouldn't even be worth it, but I don't know what else to do. I can't do anything that gets me kicked out. I'm still in school and I don't have a car. I would try talking to the grandmother and tell them what they're doing is actually theft? That you don't want to rock the boat, but you paid for that switch yourself, he has no right to take it, and that if nothing happens and you don't get that switch back, you'll have to call the cops because it's literally your property that's stolen. This next story is Issue with Mother. Mommy Issues, Long Post. I'm embarrassed to post this as I'm a 30-year-old with mommy issues and can't discuss it anywhere, but I just need to share it somewhere. I'm 30-year-old female, and I feel like I'm always still trying to seek validation from my mother. She was always emotionally abusive and sometimes physical as well, hitting, pinching, scratching, etc. when I acted out during my teenage years. She sometimes behaves like the best mom and grandmother and then suddenly she gives me silent treatment with some passive-aggressive comments about how I acted when I was little, 
normal kid tantrums, but I'm not sure what I did wrong. I was always a high achieving student except for the year my dad passed away, landed a great job straight out of uni, married with her approval, I shower her with lots of gifts, spend as much time as I can with her, talk to her, finally I feel like we're in a better place and it's back to square one. We had a couple of good months but she'd either been talking rude or giving me silent treatment for the past month, ongoing since childhood. I ask her nicely if there's anything bothering her but she just gives me a no, nothing reply. I have a feeling it's because I parent my daughter vastly differently and she thinks I do it deliberately to annoy her. She made a few remarks that I don't have to coddle her or do certain things for her. Mainly, she doesn't like that I take an active interest in my child's day-to-day activities, and she was annoyed when I baked a few things for my child's daycare. I don't have anything left in me to give. I feel exhausted and done. Some days, I just wish I had a different mom. I can't just cut contact with her. We were an ethnic family and it's just not done. But I'm definitely going to go low contact with her. It started to affect my ability to parent my child and my marriage. Maybe I need therapy to let go, but the problem is she sometimes is genuinely nice. And then she's the absolute worst. I love one version of her and hate the other, and I just can't deal with it anymore. I have no idea what I'm looking from this post, but just wanted to share. Sometimes it's nice to be able to just let it out, even if it's on a Reddit post shared with hundreds of other people. Therapy in general, I think, is usually always going to be a good option if you can do it. I just hope for OP's sake that things do get easier for them. Our next story is, my parents are holding my education hostage. I'm 16-year-old female and I got told to post this here after sharing it to Am I the Jerk. So here it goes, my parents play favorites. They always have. I'm the second born child out of four. My older sister moved out at 16 after she couldn't take my parents anymore. They fight and scream and yell at each other. I'm now 16 and I'm planning on moving out in February. I've organized a home, job, and my future education. My parents are encouraging me to leave as they want the spare space for my mom's yoga equipment. After being interviewed twice and taking tests, getting my parents to sign my enrollment forms, I got in. I told them I thought they'd be happy for me. When I tried signing out of my local school, my mother stopped me and shut it down. She did the same thing with my first job when I was 14. She forced me to quit after going through all the documents and interviews. It won't stop me from leaving, but I'm terrified for my education. The horror stories I've experienced with my mom in particular make me feel sick. For example, when I bought my siblings and parents Christmas presents and got told off, because my parents unknowingly to me couldn't afford any. My mother is also a Karen when it comes to service workers and I've been embarrassed quite a few times. Surely as long as OP's willing to do the legwork, there must be a way for them to get in contact with the school to reach somebody that can actually help them out here. Seems like everything is almost there for OP, they just gotta find that right connection. This next story is, I really need help and I don't know what to do. I'm 19-year-old male in good university studying computer engineering with decent grades, living in a kinda poor country. My mom is really paranoid. She keeps telling me I hate her even though she's an angel and she keeps playing victim in every argument. However, she is very emotionally abusive. She keeps telling me how much I'm a bad son and how I'm less than other people. How I would kiss the shoes of one of our relatives, she barely knows him. She keeps calling me names, is worried about me 24-7. I couldn't step foot outside the house without her calling me at least four times. My father does nothing but shout and scream all the time and is setting me a curfew of 8pm. 
and he would call me every couple of minutes to shout and scream about how I should be home early to study, and cause he's worried and if I decide to answer his call the first time, he called me for the day but a couple seconds late, he would start shouting cause I'm inconsiderate and rude for not answering his call on the spot. He also keeps making fun of how I'm feeling and keeps telling me I'm always overreacting to something so obviously wrong. I forgot to mention that academics is the only thing on his mind. I'm not allowed to have a social life or talk to people or even play games in my room and I have to rush when doing anything such as eating and showering because he's paying a lot of money for tuition and I have to get good grades. I feel like I need to stress on this part. He keeps calling me names all the time and he is shouting non-stop. I mean it. He once tried throwing glass plates on my leg and almost threw a mug at me and then he kept acting as if he's having a heart attack so all the attention went to him. Then he told me after that I was a bad son because I invoked him to reach that level of anger. I told him I need therapy. He acted very considerate and then he insisted on knowing why I needed therapy and he kept shouting at me how I'm a bad and inconsiderate kid for not telling him. Then he started telling me I don't need therapy at all and that I'm doing fine without it and I couldn't go to a psychiatrist because I need to stay home and study. Keep in mind, I really need a psychiatrist because what's happening is really affecting my focus and social life as well. Note that we live in a kind of poor country. Dad is kind of rich though, and I couldn't find a job beside my studies, and if I did, it would pay pennies. What do I do? Is that too freaked up? I mean, really, OP needs to try and disengage from that scenario, where if they're getting treated that way or yelled at, you gotta try to remove yourself from that situation if you can. I really don't know if OP can, but trying to find a therapist on their own? If they can somehow manage to do it would be great. It's just frustrating to hear people stuck in a position like this with no clear way forward. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.